Hello there, folks. Kevin here. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sound and head on over to our Instagram, Film Friday Podcast. Give it a like, a follow, and, you know, maybe share it with your friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Film Friday. This is a special episode, as we've referenced last week. It's a New Year's episode, so Happy New Year to everybody. Thank fuck it's 2021. Um, the guest we have on this week was one of our most popular guests. Season one. He's come back for more. He failed in his goal to make sure that he wouldn't be able to come back. But the listeners, they wanted him back. And we brought him back. It's Mr. Hartley Eckers. Say hello, Hartley. Second time's a charm. Crash and burn, baby. That's <laughs> what I'm going for. It's like World War Two. Second one was always better. Jesus <laughs> love it yeah so this episode is going to be a bit of um, a special where I've never done it before there's a loose form we're throwing the form out the window we're discussing the year not just in film but year in screens because I feel like the majority of everybody's year was spent at home so for this episode we've included TV shows so what me and Hartley are basically going to do is pull together a collection of our favorite films and our favorite TV shows or series from the year and talk about them. But before we get into that, how was your 2020, Hartley? Was it good? Was it shit? Look, I'll be honest. It was kind of okay for me. I uh, know that's a controversial <laughs> standpoint. Um, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I didn't get to travel or anything, but... You know, I mean, you're you're in Australia, and they like handled it like a boss, right? They handled it uh, like yeah, it's, it's it's it, we we had a little bit of a hitch up at one stage in Victoria, but you know, touch wood, it's all good. But in uh, WA, where I am, Fortress WA, so hunky dory. It's it's we're basically back, to, so we're very basically. we're very lucky, considering the dumpster fire that the rest of the world is. You you guys don't have masks or anything right now, don't you? Know? No masks. We only have to keep two meters away. We have like festivals. We have sporting events. We can drink outside. I mean, we it's essentially everything's back to normal, but at half capacity. Which yeah, fuck. That's ugh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. How, how did you um ring in the new year? Oh man, look, it was pretty wild. I'm not gonna lie. Had some dinner and was in bed by about 10 o'clock. So, it was pretty wild, you know. <laughs> did you miss, Did you sleep through the countdown? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I've seen this before. 2021. Oh, my nah, God. Not even worth seeing it off. Really? Oh, my God, Harley. Yeah. That's fucking, yeah. that's depressing, man. That's it. 28 going on 80. That's it. <laughs> Well, I suppose you had work the next day, did you? I did. I did. I had to work the next day, so it wasn't, uh, yeah. And Couldn't be a big one. Another congratulations to Hartley here. Uh, ever since I've known him, he's wanted to achieve one thing, and he did it this year. Uh, got his dream job. He's in the process of doing it. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah. He's uh, making the world a better place. Well, as much as Hartley we'll Akers see. could we'll make Let's the not world get ahead a better place. Yeah, no, it should be good. That's that's yeah, that's a big reason why like twenty twenty wasn't so bad. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was all coming up Millhouse. It's all coming up Millhouse. Well, I guess my year was definitely weird. I mean, I moved to a different country, um, and I think it's been better in Vancouver than it has been in Dublin. I mean, I wouldn't be working like I yeah. am here. Um, also, Dublin just went back into full lockdown, so that sucks. Canada isn't fantastic for, like, lockdown right now. I mean, I take that back. Like, they're doing a good job as best they can, but it's not as tight as Ireland. Like, you know, you can still kind of hang out with people that are in your immediate bubble, like your roommates. You're, you can go to work. Um, yeah, like it's crazy. It's just how different it is. Like you're talking about that bubble stuff. We had that for like four weeks. And even though <laughs> it was like four weeks, it was like far out. That's like, feels like it was more than a year ago, ages ago. But it's still going on elsewhere. So it's it's difficult not to get complacent. But fingers crossed those vaccines come out. Are, are those, are cinemas open for you? Fuck you. Half, it's only, it's half capacity though. Like I said, so like everything's, you still thing. have to have a two minute thing, but it's half capacity. But for cinemas and shit, they just charge full price anyway. Half <laughs> people, so it's like. A... I mean, that's kind of nice. I Every time I have gone to cinema today, or this year, the very limited times I can count on my hand how many times I've gone. I've really enjoyed it because you have so much space to yourself. It's great. It's just it. as, so, as someone who doesn't like people in their personal space, it's been fucking joyous. Jesus. If we can learn a lesson from COVID and stay the fuck away from people, <laughs> have like a nice, respectable distance, perfect, fine. Har- Handshakes um... all the way. Don't <laughs> hug me. Don't hug me. I don't fucking Har- know you. Hartley has some like underlying issues with hugs. I think uh, it's, in, it's not in necessary. Our, <laughs> in our entire friendship, he's probably only like started a hug maybe twice and, and that was two times like where maybe one of the last times when i'm going to be seeing him and he was just like right come on let's do this let's get it over the way because you know it's coming because i'm a hugger word. i'm a hunger because i like he knows that i'm gonna hug him so he's like right Depends how many beers i've had as well ah uh, yeah know. yeah few beers you're you're a bit more like right it's fine a- you can put your arm around me lowers my inhibition <laughs> To hug someone, which is I'm making it sound like like we're like a proper couple here. Ah, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be the first comparison. Probably won't be the last. So, you know. No, I mean I did mention in the last podcast, didn't I, that in the, the summer camp that we worked at. I don't know if I told, um, that's where I met Hartley and most of my international guests at a summer camp farm camp in California. But yeah, the kids, um used to ship people and their names and uh, they shipped for people who don't know what shipping is. It's like when you get a celebrity's name to a celebrity's name, you combine them like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Brangelina. So for me and Hartley, because we were always just chilling together, they shipped Hartley and Kevin heaven. (laughs) It worked well as well, which was even more frustrating, quite frankly. (laughs) If it was a shit name, you'd be like, ah, come on guys, it actually worked. You're like, Damn it, that's good. <laughs> My God, I respect them. 
I mean, currently doesn't really work, to be fair. No, not really. <laughs> that upsets me, quite frankly. Cartley. Cartley. Get out of here, Cartley. You're a goddamn disappointment. <laughs> so, I guess this is the first time we don't have a 10-second intro. I mean, maybe we could do, like, a mini, some mini intros for the TV shows. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with TV shows, or do you want to start with movies? I oh, will start with TV shows. Oh, I yeah, mean, like break it in. Yeah, yeah, just break it. In. I mean, what am I going to do a ten second intro to this TV show, or am I just <laughs> going to just get balls deep, just go for gold? <laughs> well, do you have? Do you want to give yours ranked? Do you want to go? You go one, then I'll go one, and you go one, and I'll go one. Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's okay. Do that. Are, what, are we going TV show, movie, TV show, movie? No, we'll do. We'll do oh, TV shows. Yeah, let's go TV oh. shows and then we'll do movies. So you'll do a TV show, then I'll do a TV show. This all happened in live action, people. We could have planned this before, but we didn't. We didn't want to Damn. cut you out <laughs> of this feeling. Yeah, That's... we're going in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I know you might have yours ranked, so you can start with your third one. Yeah, well, this one just has to fucking go in because it was a collective <sighs> nightmare that we all lived, which was Tiger King. Like, oh, it was such shit, a massive, man. like, popular thing, like, height of COVID, everyone's watching it. And then on reflection, they're all terrible people. There's not a single person in that show that you look back on and was like, you know what? I hope they turn out all right. <laughs> no, all of them are just bad, bad eggs. Like, those, the only people that you feel sympathy for is the fucking tigers that are put in this mess. That was and a I mean, fever dream. For, it was. Explain it to it for anybody who hasn't seen it. No, like, so, you, you, no pressure. Like, you know, take your time. Tiger King essentially looks at, in America, sometimes they can create private zoos. And this one was run by this one eccentric character called Joe Exotic um, and his struggles against other private zoos within America um, and what they deemed as like safe and like responsible ownership of the tigers and stuff and making money from them and then there's a whole sideshow of events like i think it's the first episode or the second episode one of the handlers gets their arm ripped off yeah so it's like oh we're in there and then there's missing teeth and people are dying it's and the fbi is involved it's a it's a whole ordeal I but think um it was like the perfect storm wasn't it when that came out because i think the whole world at that time was locked into covid yeah and it was the the ultimate distraction because it was just so absurd yeah it's like shit's going to hell outside and then it was just like let's watch this dude run a private tiger farm it's on netflix for anybody i i don't think i've met anybody that doesn't have a netflix account like you know some people there's lots of different streaming services like Disney well i Plus. think that's that's, the that's base. something that's going to come out in this thing like a lot it's like this year's been the rise of streaming services like most of these tv shows and movies even have come from yeah 100%. streaming services you can get yeah which is just really it's, forced adaptation yeah i mean we i suppose that that subject will come up more when we get into movies but mm. it was definitely just i remember watching it and each episode like the point of this podcast as well is that especially for people back in Ireland that are going into lockdown or anybody who's just stuck in the house. Like 
these are recommendations for shit to watch like you know and if you haven't seen tiger king definitely fucking watch that shit yeah give like the first episode is just building up characters. It's a little bit slow. I given myself a watch the second episode. I got towards the end and I was like, oh, like, I don't really see what everyone's getting on about. And then, spoiler warning. Well, not even spoiler warning. I've already said it. Someone gets their arm ripped off at the end of the second and you're just like, hang on. It just ramps up a gear and then you'd expect it to come back down, but it just keeps going up and yeah. up and up and up. It's just absurd. Did you see that Netflix are making a investigation series about carol baskin <laughs> no but like after that thing uh, you can see like oh man just like what they brought up in the tiger king thing there's there's just something not right about her she's ah. just got that it's that gut feeling that she's fucking i should probably know, chime in and say if you haven't seen tiger king yeah i'm in I need to show us here. We're going to be talking about their suggestions, but we're going to be talking about them in depth. So spoilers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Spoilers. So with that out there, yeah, man, she's fucking nuts. Do you think she killed her husband? So there's like a, a whole thing. hundred percent. People like in 100%. the show, like Joe was like, she killed her husband and Carol Baskin would probably be like Joe's enemy in the show. Right. But yeah, but she's, but she's not a good guy. No, that's not that, good awesome. people. None like, of them are good people. They're all doing the exact same thing. They all have like... What? No, they're just exploiting either each other or the animals. Or the and that's what it is at the end of the day. Like even the fucking reporter. He's just trying to exploit Joe Exotic for his own gain. Yeah. And Joe Exotic is exploiting the tigers and yeah. What part in that show made you be like, fuck, like this is fucked up? Well... I know the arm thing, We've obviously. already put the spoiler warning out, yeah. but like when the guy accidentally fucking offs himself. Oh, man. I was, Joe's geez. young boy, boyfriend? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the whole dynamics was there. He had like a husband and a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I think they were both actually husbands. So he had two husbands? Two husbands. I mean. <laughs> Good on him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, no, and like then the hits and then the FBI getting fucking involved, like that was just like, is this, this can't be real, surely, that, surely not. When, when he, like in that episode when they're talking about the guy that killed himself, the entire time they were like leading up to it because I guess the only semi-normal person in that documentary is the guy that runs Joe's, that ran Joe's political campaign to mm. like be mayor. Mm. Like he's the only semi-normal guy. I think that was like really deep. Um, yeah. So when he, cause he, he's the one that sees it all. He's the one that sees your yeah, man accidentally right killing him. So like, I didn't know any of this shit. So when they're like describing it and like the way to build up, I was like, is this fella going to kill himself? Yeah, like you knew something was building and you were like, nah, surely not, surely not. Then fuck it. Because they don't interview him. So I was like, I haven't seen this fella in the interview. Like maybe he didn't want to be interviewed. He didn't want to be involved. But I didn't think he fucking yeah. killed himself. Like, Yeah. So, and then just how it acted. And like even at that point, like, it just shows, like, Joe's true character. He was fucking singing at the wedding. It was, it was the Joe show at his fucking 
husband's funeral. Uh, like, you have to be a real sick puppy for that sort of. He, like, yeah, he's definitely an individual with deep, deep-seated issues. Oh, I'm surprised there's, there's he, was, a, he was trying to get Trump to uh, pardon him. <laughs> Two peas in the past, this stage, show exotic like, and Trump. I could definitely see that. At this stage, anything can happen, quite frankly. Like, 2020 is just a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> well, not anymore, man. Anything can happen. 2021. Well, new ship. Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want, the, there's still parts of the world still in 2020 at this point. Oh, so yeah, shit. We're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> um, you do have to say, like, I know you're right what you're saying. Like, even the guy that's making the documentary, like, exploited was ex- exploitation. But it's a really well-made documentary. Oh, for sure. For sure. Do you think when they started making it that they knew how much they were going to uncover? Or do you think that this was like, oh, maybe we'll see what's here. And then they like dug a little deeper and like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, you could see that potentially like they were just trying to do one about like private zoos in America. But then they found this specific character and they're like, oh, we'll probably get a bit more out of this guy. And they didn't realize what kind of fucking rabbit hole they were just about to go down. It was just like, it just kept going and going and going. I had seen the Louis Thoreau episode with him on it. Have you seen that? Yes, 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 yes. Um, which was done like so long ago. But it's really good. It's it's in a similar vein. And if for anybody who hasn't seen the Tiger King, I'd suggest watching that because Louis... I think he's a great documentary maker. He, uh, oh, absolutely. He d- doesn't give a bollocks. He'll like ask straight up questions. Like, you know, he'll go and he asks Joe the questions that y'all want to ask. Like being like, hey, you know, you're being a dick to the cats here. Like they don't want to be here. <laughs> like this is <laughs> fucked up, man. <laughs> like, <sighs> would you, I th- what did you think was more messed up? The fact that he was doing it or the fact that so many people came to these parks and still do go to these parks both like it's it's pretty messed up that he does it but then at the same time people actually who willingly pay and come see these poor tigers in that sort of environment but then I gotta ask you you know like alright this this is the big leap but like oh here we go what's what about zoos? Like, I know zoos treat their animals much, much, much better. Like, much better, and like, there's a their it, quality it is depends on the zoo yeah. as well. You know, like if zoos are just buying and acquiring sort of ones. If it's a zoo that acquires it essentially from people like Joe Exotic, because those tigers can't go back into the wild. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like, and that the other guy that fucking breeds them and uh, kills the mothers and shit. That, that is it. Gus? I want to watch okay. a documentary about him. Oh, he man. like has like he's and the cult. Yeah, it's a, it's a cult, it's a fucking, man. It's a tiger. Oh cult. man, see, like this is it. You think of a different episode. There's another thing aspect that comes. I up. think that was but, the most um, interesting thing about that was that each character that they dived into, you just seemed like a character of fiction. Mm, like yeah, you're just like this person can't be real. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It's just each character is just so just I don't know out there. But big, bold, zany, whatever you want to say. Just what did the guy who breeds the cats? So it's like a they show so all like, the different 
people that have yeah because like because he's the whole thing was that he people pay to get pictures with the little baby cubs yeah of course when they become big cats they eat so much food so if I, he just cycles through kittens essentially tiger kittens Jeez, imagine having that now like imagine running one of those farms or whatever they call them in corona times yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully Corona has just been the great equaliser for those fucking hobby farms. Like, it's terrible, terrible for the tigers that are there. Oh, it's so fucked, man. Like, like if one of those but gets out, like if one of those gets out. Like, well, it did, it did. There was that one that left it all open oh, and the yeah. cops had to shoot it in the end. Oh, Up in, they referenced it in the, in the elk, yeah. show, but it's just. Oh, wasn't that like it was like an entire like zoo or some shit? Like mm, homemade there was like zoo. bears, jaguars, all that sort of stuff. Imagine like guy just, shot himself and then opened it all. Imagine like walking down the street and just seeing like a full blown like fucking tiger. Just you'd be trying to look for Robin Williams and the rest of the Jumanji cast. <laughs> it's like, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah. You're just like ah, so, yeah. You're just like ah, someone's playing Jumanji you again. Just, you, you just wouldn't believe it. You just wouldn't. You'd just be like nah. No, this this is not rational. <laughs> this this wouldn't be happening. I also like how you referenced the original Jumanji and not the Rock remake. Oh. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> um, best. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, watch it. I think it's a good one. Yeah, that's fair. That was a good suggestion, sure, man. I completely sure. forgot about Tiger King. Fuck. What a, oh, what a yeah, fever like, dream that, that took out. That also, oh, the pop man. culture, the grip that I had on pop culture. Yeah, yeah. It's It, it really, I, I assume it, it took over from the absolute disappointment. That was Game of Thrones eight months prior. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That, oh, shit. Was Game of Thrones only last year? Well, two years ago. Only now. last year. Like, if that you think about how like, big it was. And how much they fucked it up to completely destroy a cultural phenomenon like that in the space of like 10, we- 10 weeks. Like, me and Hartley were so into Game of Thrones that at the summer camp we worked at, I think it was when, it was the second last season, wasn't it? Mm, and mm. Oh, it was third last. The third last. And it was the season with the Battle of the Bastards. And anyway, great episode. And me and Hartley had three episodes that we needed to get through because we hadn't seen them because we were away for the summer. And on one of our days off, we went, to, we made sure we went to someone's house with great internet. And we just sat there. I watched like four episodes of row, got food, everything. People were like, what are you doing for your day off? We we're like, nah, man, we made sure both of us were off this day. We making sure we have good internet. And we we're just like, fucking watching this show. <laughs> That's all we did. That's and it. they fucked with our emotions with that ending. But yeah, that was literally that, and then Tiger King. Well, COVID happened, and then Tiger King came, and that was the big cultural phenomenon. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like the one now. Yeah, like what? I'll I'll I'll, I'll touch on that. Soon oh enough. yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, I know what you're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's a, it's you can sort yeah. of um, you can guess. Yeah, I'll, also a side note, um, because I'm actually recording this. And Friday morning, my time, and Friday night, Hartley's time. So we are trying to do a full run through, no edits. It's just like save me the hassle. So there might be little bits that, you know, 
make little, some ams, some uhs, some sniffles, some noises. Like right now, I'm going up to change my chair because this one's uncomfortable. What am I? Don't leave them with me. Oh, no, I'm still here. This is, this is a terrible you know idea. <laughs> right now that Kevin's gone, let's have a real <laughs> conversation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just handing out cigarettes to the kids. Come on, yeah. come on. This will get you. This is currency. Children. <laughs> I learned this in my new job. <laughs> blow my blow my nose. A little bit of a cold. Not Corona. Oh, no, get the old nasal swab out, scrape the brain. Have you gotten a corona test yet? <laughs> no dice. I missed it. I missed it. I had to go into lock, uh, quarantine for a little bit, but fortunately, it was before I had to get tested. So I've gotten one done. No dice. Yeah, they're not pleasant, apparently. It's just like jumping into like a pool of water, like chlorine, but it's fine. And Darren did the gargling one. They have this new one where you gargle water and like, yeah, they like, you gargle something and then you spit it out and then they like, they can test that. What if you swallow it? Oh, we're not. What if you have a pre <laughs> pre delicious <laughs> to swallowing that things? That delicious. <laughs> Stare. Could I have some more? Yes. <laughs> it's like something like The Simpsons. It's like, wait, wait, I just gave you one. You're just like, uh, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need another. <laughs> you never said it was gonna be delicious. Um, all right, so I guess <laughs> this is on you. it's my one next. Um, I will go with. Uh, I went a, di- a little different way from Harley. Harley went ranking. I tried to pick three different TV shows that scratches different itches for everybody, um, and also they're just shows that I think everybody should fucking watch, and they're all shows that came out this year. Two of them are shows that end, three of them actually, because I'm going to throw in an extra one as well, are shows that ended this year. So my first one, um, which is, no, I'll save that for the end. This one, the one I was going to do was my favorite show of all time, but I'll save that for the last one. Uh, so um, Dark, the TV show on Netflix, it is a German subtitled show. Ah, oh, the German one, yes. Yes. This show, and I'm fucking shitting you not, is the most mind-bending show I've ever seen. It's, if I had to describe it straight away, it would be Stranger Things for adults. And I, that's no disrespect to Stranger Things, because I love Stranger Things. But it's Stranger Things for adults. Like, it is a subtitle show. Don't watch it dubbed if you do watch it, because fuck dubbing things. I've learned that. Dubbing things yeah. fucking ruins everything. I've watched, I think I watched the first half of the first season sort of thing. And I thought it was only dubbed. And I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely <laughs> abysmal. Uh, but yeah, once you swap to German and you just read the subtitles instead, so much better. Um, oh, for any, like you have to read. Yeah, anybody out there that's like, oh, I don't like subtitles. After the first 10 minutes, your brain just adjusts. Like, like it just happens it's it's easy trust me because i'm someone that was very against subtitles until like the show so the show is basically it's set in this small town and these teenagers just start going missing so yeah very stranger things-esque um and it's about this whole little group of 
families that are all connected in weird ways but we don't know how and it's about them basically trying to find out what the fuck is going on and i am like i would pat myself on the back to say that a lot of films that have twist endings i can guess them like shutter island guessed at the first 10 minutes uh like stuff like that any films with like twists or turns it's very rare that i'll get caught out um Mm. but this show i have every season i have been floored with the twists like if you like a twist like that fundamentally changes the entire show there's there's three seasons of this they did three seasons they ended it this year and yeah i've heard it's like fuck man it's it just melts your brain like you walk out with a blood nose Mm, you just can't comprehend it's to like inception level um like so that might turn some people off because it is hard to keep track you just get lost yeah well, in fairness, I got lost because there was a year in between each season that I watched. So, like, I'd have to go back and I'd have to be like, fuck, who's this and who's this person? Because there's so many characters. But I think if well, you're watching, relationship, like, yeah. three seasons in a row, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I really want to get... Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, it is. I usually cut that out. Oh, that that's very out. unprofessional. Oh, you, I might walk out actually. Do it. Do it. Get out. No, don't go. Um now I want to get across how good this TV show is. Like if you're looking for something to really engage with, invest in it. Trust me, you won't have to be disappointed. If if you despite it being German. Yeah. <laughs> it's already scary. <laughs> Yeah, um, it is, it's dark. Like it says, it's a dark TV show. But these writers, the people that wrote it, I'm going to give them a shout out. Um, Baran, Du, Odar, and Janti Freezy. I probably made, I butchered those That names. is butchered, that pronunciation. Yeah, that's Jesus like an ongoing Christ. thing at the show, butchering pronunciation names. <laughs> but they're fucking geniuses, man. They created it and... I'm and I think I hope they don't, but it'll eventually come to like an American remake. I'd say oh, it, it's 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 inevitable and it's gonna be trash. Just just leave it how it is. Yeah, that's but very little hope of American. If remakes. you like twists, check out Dark. It's on Netflix. Like I said earlier, you all have Netflix accounts. You know, I know you do. <laughs> Yeah, if you want something to really, it it answers big questions as well. Like, uh, it's all very crazy. There's time travel involved. It's fucking, it's bananas. Do you not need to know like a little bit of, because it doesn't go into like relativity and like parallel universes and shit. This is like me coming from watching four episodes. Um, Kind of, it, but it's, it explains it all very, very well. Like. In German. Yeah, in German. Well, I think that actually helps because you're reading it 
So you can it, read it and you can actually see, see what, what they're saying. saying. Yeah, okay. So it's not like sometimes Instead when you're just assume. when you're watching something, you're just like, "What the fuck did he say?" Shit, rewind it. Like you get all the information. Like by the end of it, yeah. the way they ended it is fucking bananas. Like the ending is the most insane thing ever, but it's one of the most brilliant things ever. Like I the entire third season, I was like, "I'm going to try and guess the ending." I wasn't even close. Like. I don't like I don't even know they must have started with this idea and then they worked backwards because they've just gone oh, okay it's one of those ones where it's like is planned. You, would you would you be able to like go back and rewatch say the first second season and see hints towards that eventual yeah, ending 100%. that you watching it through the first time you're just like not even taking notice of it but then now you know the ending you go back you watch it and you're like oh this is happening. This is happening. Oh my god, that was yeah. There. Um, I want to. It's kind of very Back to the Future esque, like you know what I mean. Like when you watch Back to the Future three or two, and like they're all intertwining with each other, and like this yeah, thing is happening, right. and you're just like, oh, blah 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 blah. I would actually definitely rewatch it. I'm trying to get Dara to watch it with me, um, but she doesn't like subtitles. <laughs> Like the majority of the world, but yeah, dark TV show is brilliant. Uh, they plan it all out just like they should have done with the sequel Star Wars trilogy, but they didn't, and that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. you know what? Over that category, <laughs> all right, you're next. Um, what if what's my one? Uh, I'm trying to text you a joke that I can't actually say on air because it's probably uh. <laughs> Will get me kicked off for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have a chat. We have a chat in Zen guys. Oh, do we? Yeah, we do. Um, that's why. Uh so my next one was uh it's gotta be switching zones, uh Big Mouth season two. Whew. Whew. I'm not sure if you're asking it my choice or my joke that I definitely can't say on air. Oh, um, yeah, Big yeah, Mouth too. Very... So, oh man, yeah. Fuck, I forgot. Have you, yeah, you seen I forgot it? about Big Mouth shit, and I literally just binged all of it. Oh man, it's so good. It's real visceral, but it's so good. Um, so essentially, if you haven't watched the first season, it's about it's an animated series by Nick Kroll and I can't remember the other guy, but they're like comedians. And there's a lot of famous comedians that come in and do cameo voices and voice characters. And it's essentially just a group of kids going through puberty. And there's like ghosts and like there's a puberty monster. And it's just all those feelings and stuff that everybody's gone through or going through at this stage. And it's literally so authentic that it's painful to watch at times. Like you see something happening and you're like, oh man, I've been there. I know this exact feeling like, oh, that's it. And so season two picks up from season one. So there's a sort of overarching story and they get four of Big Ben. Is it four? How many? Are you only on season two, man? Oh yeah, it's season four. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I was just, I've just combined them all yeah, together. Season four. That's right. I thought it was season two. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> what no. a man! That's a great it's, show. Well done. That, that oh, I completely so forgot good. to mention that. That's also the thing when I was like including TV shows in this. I was like, fuck. There's so many shows, brilliant, good quality shows that came out this year. 
Another, another Netflix another one. Netflix. There you Netflix. go. That's what. Well, that's three Netflix Shit, already. Yeah, that is three Netflix. <laughs> Fuck, they're doing well. But what I love about Big Mouth is that I think when I do have kids and they start being teenagers, I'm going to tell them to watch that show because it's very educational. Like it also it, it takes away it like that stupid stigma you have when you're doing learning sex education and you're like. Oh. Penis. <laughs> because it just it is though like you know what i mean like it is it is that, that dumb sort because of humor, it's so it's, uh... graphic like it's like the comedy is so lowbrow but in doing all this like disgusting humor and shit it has really good points like it like there was just that episode where what's her name jesse has like a conversation with like her vagina but <laughs> Oh, with the tampons? Yeah, the tampons. Oh, fuck. It's, it normalizes yeah. things, do you know what I mean? Because otherwise than that, you'd feel like, am I the only one that's really weird? I know with the guys' characters, like, they're so weird, but also you're just like, they're just teenage puberty boys. I'm, yeah, it's like, man, that's fucked up, but I've been there. <laughs> I've done that exact same thing. Maybe not jerked off to my dead grandfather, oh, but Jesus you know, I've been, been really close. Yeah, it's 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 a visceral, visceral show. Um, they don't hold back, but it's extremely. I think it's a. I think it's a really great show. Um, and types in terms of writing, but of also of the message sense. Mm, it's yeah it's yeah it's that like you said that tightrope between entertainment and comedy and actually being relatively informative, informative. yeah i the, i think what's I the best thing about so, that is that they take like stuff that happens to you like so they have the hormone monster for like all the sexual urges that the teenagers go through but then they also have like they've epitomized depression into like a depression kitty and um, anxiety into an anxiety mosquito and um, shame into a shame wizard. Um, what else? Like, I think that's brilliant. Like the way they do that, like, you know, it's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that's sometimes difficult to explain and they've like embodied it into a character. So you can be like, Oh, it's like that's how it sort of like feel and is, but they've put like a face mm. to it. When there's a face to it, it's easier to talk about and identify. Be like, oh, that's I'm. It's like these aspects that make up that character. I can understand and see where they're coming yeah. from. That's a good one, man. That was a good pick for sure. Um, yeah. So three for Netflix. Netflix, I win. Three. Three, right, I'm going to throw a non-Netflix TV show in here. The Boys. Oh, that was my one that got away. I want to see it immensely, but I just haven't fucking oh, got really? around to it yet. Fuck, man, you will love it. So for anybody who doesn't know, The Boys is an Amazon Prime show, and it it's capitalizing on this current culture of superhero obsession. The boys, basically, like I know there's lots of superhero films that are like, it's set in a real gritty world, which is like, you know, obviously bullshit because like, you know, it's not set in a real world, but the boys literally takes what if superheroes were set in a real world, like what would fucking happen? Um, It's a dark comedy, but it's 
for anybody who likes superheroes, but anybody who even doesn't like superheroes, who likes thinks that superheroes are fucking ridiculous. This show is basically saying superheroes are so stupid because in real life, this shit would fucking happen. Yeah, it sort of epitomizes that saying that absolute power corrupts absolutely, yeah. doesn't it? And it's just like these asshole <laughs> superhumans. Because if, if you're so strong that the rules don't apply, it's like... Who polices yeah, the police? You're not going to you know? be They're a good person, and that's basically what they say. Like, exactly. So the whole premise is that spoilers, spoilers. I mean, you know, no, fuck that. This isn't that much of a spoiler because it happens in like the first ten seconds. Um, it's about this normal, really like non-threatening guy, Huey, very chill, nice guy, and his girlfriend gets killed by a superhero. Um, basically. She, they're talking to each other and he's about to kiss her and then she just explodes <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? It's very visceral again, very bloody, very thing. And he just looks to his right and there's like a speedster who's basically, is a guy, a character who's basically the Flash and he was running so fast that he just ran through this woman. Yeah, I've seen that opening scene it just turns into like, yeah, and, he's, and the guy is just like, vapor. oh, I'm sorry, shit, shit, I'm sorry. Um, I got to go, though. I got to, like, there's a crime up the road that I got to go solve. Which would happen, like, if someone did have the Flash's speed, they'd be so fast that they'd just run through somebody and turn them into a mist. That's it. Like, it happens with speeding all yeah. the time. But if you imagine being able to run at supersonic speed, just fucking You should definitely me. watch that one, man. You'll love it. Um. Oh, it's definitely it's 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 on my two. Carl Urban list. is the main guy and he's brilliant in it. It's and this season I think was season two that came out this year and it was oh brilliant. It, they was it you that I was talking to? I don't know. Do you know the main guy? Uh, yeah, a guy played by Anthony Starr. Yeah, have you heard him speak in his proper accent? It, it's. Because he's it, Australian and it's deeply that's, upsetting. That's crazy. So he plays Homelander, who's yeah, basically like, a cross between Captain America and Superman. Because he looks like this cutter, <laughs> like guy, and he's got that American accent. But when you hear him speaking the Australian accent, it's like, what? <laughs> I didn't this know is upsetting. That doesn't belong with that body. <laughs> yeah, it's like get out he's, of here. He's brilliant, man. He is. It's a great show. Uh, anybody who wants to laugh about superheroes, but be warned. Um, it's rated R. Like it, it does not pull punches. It's basically like if Big Mouth was real life. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Oh. The boys. Um, that's one for Amazon Prime. Um, you're next. Still, all streaming services. Well, all TV thing. shows are gonna be streamed. Like I don't. I have a special shout yeah. out to a different show that I don't think is the only reason I've seen it is because it's on Netflix, but I don't think it was produced by Netflix, but go on. What was that? I'll tell you. Was that the next one? It's, it's not my next one, but it's a special shout out. It's like a what? How I only have fucking I only shows three, do you have? Like, I'm going... Man, I nearly could have been <laughs> some stage today. <laughs> Fuck. All right. It is, is it my guy? guy? It's my guy. I don't care. <laughs> um, this is the number one TV show, and this is the pop culture sensation at the moment, which is The Mandalorian season yeah, two. Yeah, boy. Woods. 
gotta be, gotta be. Ah, uh, just everything that Dave Fillion and John Favreau. You're Favre? pronouncing Favre. It's Dave Favre. Filoni and um, John Favreau. I just I combined their names, didn't I? I called him John Filoni. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, everything they're touching is turned to gold. That is just, it is just top notch. Just only ten episodes. What forty minutes yeah. each? Disney Plus, just all killer. No they, filler. They really so improved good. on season two, didn't they? They did, which was difficult because season two was good in itself. One. But they've really just up the games. Uh, season one, yeah, they just really raised Why the bar. I found season one, I thought it was good. I did think it was a bit boring in parts. It was really slow. Um, I never felt that with this season. Um, Do you think it's because it's on a it's a bigger sort of set piece, whereas the first season was more centralized around one sort of sort of story mm. arc revolving around like one planet, whereas this one's Multiple. more grandeur, I, think, I guess. I think what they did was they knew that they were going to get two seasons out of this because this was the first Star Wars show. So they knew people were going to watch it in any way because he's a Mandalorian and he looks fucking cool. So I think for the first season, they were like, look, we can take our time. We're going to set up all these future characters that this um, character is going to meet again and like, we can take our time. And they did. Um, so it's all paying off now. Like it's worth it for season two and like the amazingness because it's basically a Western set in Star Wars. It is. It is. It's a space Western, which is. Yeah. Stunning. Describe someone who's never seen it. Space Western <laughs> with. <laughs> Done. End of end of uh, with a little green guy that's adorable uh, and some some dudes in robes with magic powers, but they don't really feature that much. No, they but don't. they're involved. That that last episode though. Um, oh yeah, I feel like this is too close, maybe for spoiler. But that last episode, little bit of fan service, but done oh, so right. Brilliant. It's a. The entire season of Mandalorian is better than the entire sequel trilogy, I think. Oh, that that goes without saying. That's uh, it's, it. Just it just shows you how much they f- fucked up the sequel trilogy. Well, they just didn't plan just... anything. Like with this one. So what I like about this is that they planned the whole thing. And my issue with the sequel trilogy is that. And I know they didn't plan the originals. People say that. Like, I know they did because me and you talked the Empire Strike Backs and they didn't plan them one after one. That's true. But they had like six films prior to that and they just didn't plan it out. They're just like, let's just like... But the thing was like, they stated there was going to be another yeah, three. they were like, they knew they were making three films. Like, plan them out. But um, that's a different podcast for a different time. That's that's another two-hour session. That's just ranting on the soapbox really so here i just want to talk about this a bit so spoiler warnings if you haven't watched the mandalorian don't listen to this like don't because uh, if you're a star wars fan pause come back in 15 seconds all right you're gone if you're still here we fucking warned you um oh man those last 15 minutes of that last season when they bring fucking luke skywalker back that's Fuck. As soon as they were like, "There's a, there's a solo X wing arriving," it's like, "It's like I fucking knew it was like I said it was going to be." Because everyone was like, "Oh, who do you think Grogu like contacted?" Bullshit! You called it. Thing. No, you didn't. Like, it's Luke. It's got to be Luke. He's gonna 
like spoiler alert for the fucking sequels as well. He's gonna die probably when Ben Solo becomes an asshole. Grogu but is, yeah. He's at that Jedi oh, Academy. Man. He's what? there. But it's, it's oh, it was so good though. It was like when and I still was questioning it. Like the only like even when I seen the green lightsaber, I was like, no. And I they finally made him a badass. What do you think of that CGI yeah, though? Yeah, yeah. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like when you watch it the first time, you're just caught up in the moment. You're like, you know who it's going to be. And you know it's not like going to be perfect. The CGI, CGI. I to be honest, didn't give a fuck as well. I was like, ah, I don't care. You gave me what I wanted. No, it's for such a small part mm-hmm. of the time. But it just creates that impact there. Yeah. But like, no, every, all the ones that they brought back as well. And even fucking Bill Burr's like acting so chops good. and like, yeah. what was it? Yeah. Yeah. Ahsoka. So, so badass. Yeah, no. That's sick. Bo-Katan. Uh, Boba Fett. Bo-Katan. Boba Fett. Oh, the original. The original. They finally made him a badass after years of people saying he was a badass and him not being a badass. <laughs> No, he becomes a badass, and then people call Boba him fat. Fett. Fat. So like, yeah, just, Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, Boba like, Fett. Oh, fat. I was like, fucking hell. There's no pleasing Man, some people he, at all. He's so fucking, he's so badass in it. Because it's funny, because in our podcast, we literally talked about um, how Boba Fett like, has this big cultural thing, but he's literally only in there for a fucking 10 minutes. And then at the yeah, end, yeah, did you yeah, watch yeah, the yeah, after yeah. credit so scene? Badass. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the book yeah. of Boba Fett is coming. I was like, fuck. So lots of uh, good Star Wars on the horizon then, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Optimistic. All right. My final one is, and this is now my favorite show of all time, and it ended this year, it is Bojack Horseman. Back in the 90s, I was in a really famous TV show. Have you seen it? Man, that... I, I've seen elements of it because my housemate watches it, but that fucking, that thing tune is just like Good. in my head. I've never, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched a full episode of it, but that is Bojack Horseman, I've been saying it for years. Finished up their um, sixth season at the start of this year. Um, It is the best writing of any TV show I've ever watched. It, And it's about... So it's this show about it's an animated show on Netflix about an animated humanoid horse who talks and he's a celebrity and he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Man, the bits I've seen is just fucking uh, depressing. It is now. It's it, it cuts it cuts deep. It's so <laughs> it's so dumb. It's brilliant though. It it starts off. It's basically they have they juggled darkness though really well because they're all like animal characters and there's some humans in there like so they're basically humans except they're hot like they're there's a cat there's a she's called princess carolyn and she's like his agent and there's like fucking lots of fucking shit like that but he they balance it so well because they keep in like comedy with such deep cuts because it's the most human show i've ever watched man <laughs> he's such a piece of shit most human, most human show you've ever watched where the talking horse. is a horse. A talking He's, horse. So I've talked to my friends about this who are just like, man, how do you like that show so much? Like Bojack is such a fucked up character. So he is. So it's basic. He is like, he's a fucked up character. He's a celebrity. That's a piece of shit. He's a celebrity that all the celebrities that you see that are like part of like me too movements and have done fucked up shit. He's that guy. 
but he's so likable. He like he is like he's you want him to do better, but he doesn't. Like I think <laughs> no, but like the fourth wild. season because he's he's like by the fourth season you're like <laughs> this guy is a piece of shit. Like I have mates that stop watching after the fourth season because they're like, no nah, man, I'm not watching that. He needs like Bojack needs to fucking die. He's such a piece of shit. But they go into like his background. They show like what happened to him as a kid, which doesn't justify anything that he does. But you show it's just it's just real. Like the show is fucking real. Um and the way they end it is just so brilliant like it's it's more like you know in tv shows when they're like oh this is gonna what's happened but everything's gonna get tied up in a nice bow and like everything that you do affects other people and like you know it's in its own world it's a tv show mm. this show is not like that it's like in real life so he, he he does shit and they never talk about it again like there's never consequences about it but that is the consequence you're just like you did this fucked up thing and you're not getting your comeuppance and it goes with like dealing with how he deals with that yeah right but it was a good ending yeah. overall like you were satisfied with how it finished because that's like theme of some of these fucking shows we've been talking about like if you can't stick the it landing stuck, it stuck the landing it for it was classic bojack like what did what did the Russian judge give it when it stuck the landing? Uh, straight straight tens, hundred percent. The the straight tens. The last episode. So the last episode is basically like an epilogue, um, because you know the way in like TV shows they wrap everything up nicely. In this one, they just it's like real life. It's like skips a year, few years ahead, and it's just like this is what happened to him. Some people just don't talk to him anymore. He's not friends with some people now. Big major spoilers, like just shit like that. It just. It tries to answer the question of like, what does it, what should a celebrity do after they're cancelled and after they've done this shit? Like, after yeah, like what relevant. do you do? Um, yeah, right. But, watch it if you want to watch the best writing that I've ever seen. <laughs> Love it. And I'll probably in the future do a whole podcast about Bojack or an episode about Bojack, but seeing as we're fucking almost at the hour mark and we're still talking about TV shows, we'll move on. Um, a special <laughs> shout out though to Shit's Creek that was the that's like an easy watch for anybody have you not watched it? no what's that about? Shit's Creek is about this about. really rich family that um, lose all their money but the only thing they're left with is a town which they bought when they were really rich called Shit's Creek and they bought it because it sounds funny <laughs> and it's about them going back and living in that town and a shitty old motel because they have nothing else um it's got the guy from american pie you know um the eyebrows the da- dad yeah the, the it, dad it's um oh, Eugene the, yeah, Levy yeah, yeah. and his son um created dan levy and eugene levy but it's a really easy watch it's basically like the office you know it just goes down so easily yeah yeah okay so for anybody who's looking for an easy watch there you go Um, on to movies what you want to go first I think it's hard I think all my movies apart from one was um, on streaming services <laughs> yeah yeah it's the same with me all all bar one 
were on streaming services. Because, yeah, like straight off the bat, um, I didn't even really know about it, but it's the the old guard on Netflix, which is adapted oh, from a comic book, essentially. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's pretty sick. Like, I had no idea. I was just flicking through. I was like, oh, Shelly's thrown. Why not? Boom. Um, yeah, it was sick. Essentially, the whole premise is that there's these unique people that become immortal, unkillable um, throughout the ages. Um, and then at one stage or another, that they become mortal again when a new person that's immortal is born into the world. Um, and essentially, they're kind of, kind of, they're not superheroes, but they're just like these highly trained sort of assassins, soldiers, mm. warriors, whatever. Um, from years past. So like the main characters are Scythian from like ancient Rome and this is being taken place in modern day and the whole premise of this one is that there's a new one, um, a US soldier fighting in Iraq that dies and then comes back to life because she's this one of these immortals. Um and it's about, yeah, just their sort of travel sort of thing, which is yeah, it was unexpected, but just a good old fashioned mm-hmm. like action flick. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Hundred percent, and it sort of tees itself up to have more, like more movies, but it doesn't necessarily yeah. rely on that. It's like if you want the option, here we go. It's just a, it's just a good old fashioned action movie. Yeah, in interesting. Two of my friends watched it and thought it was shy. I thought it was good. <laughs> I am. Um... It's fair. It's fair. It's like yeah, I have a friend that was like yeah, man, it's not that great, and I was like. I enjoyed it. I thought I. I think the mass public would enjoy it as well. Like I think the general public would be into it. It's. It's uh. What's the word? It's easily palatable. Hundred percent. It's you know. You know. You want to sit down. That's what. That's that's what I. That's what appealed to me. It was like a good old fashioned like action movie from like Mm -hmm. the the nineties and stuff. It's not. It wasn't as like gimmicky and cliched. Had a bit of a twist to it, but it was just easy. And that's another one for Netflix there. Yeah, I don't know. Are you keeping telly there? Because um, Netflix, Netflix is fucking crushing. One, two, um, three, four. Yeah. It's Bojack, yeah. Netflix. So I had Bojack, one, Dark, two, um, Big Mouth, three, um, Old Guard, four. Was there another one? What was your other TV show? No, that's it. There's four. Then there's one for Disney, okay. one for Amazon. Well, what was your... your- yeah. There we are. But yeah, okay. no, old guard. Um, my one is Palm Springs from Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. with Andy Sandberg? So yeah, this was like good. a nice little hidden surprise. Yeah, as Harry said, as Andy Sandberg in it. It's kind of like an updated version of Groundhog Day. Um so it's this guy that um, has been reliving the same wedding over and over and over and over and over and over and um, because he wandered into this mystical cave and he doesn't know how to get out of it and then the whole like film starts when he meets a girl and like he's met her hundreds of times before obviously but this one time she just like goes and follows him into this cave and yeah she joins the loop as well but it's fucking great it's uh it's very funny it's very much in the vein of um groundhog day do you know what i mean 
How does it like differentiate itself from Groundhog Day? Purely the fact that she joins the loop and he's there's not by more. Himself. Yeah, there's like bigger. There's two people, and it talks about the effects of it. It's more the ending is more ambiguous. It because in Groundhog Day, it's just like, oh, this just happens, and he needs to learn a lesson to get out of it. But there's none of that. Like this, this is like it's a lesson. Or it's um a scientific thing like they're stuck in an actual like it's not like a magic thing yeah so time loop sort of thing yeah um, gotcha and it just like because there's other people stuck in the time loop so it's funny so jk simmons's character he's in it and his character is like just a guy that just happened to was at the wedding as well um but he he like lives like two hours away and he has a family and shit so every now and again, because he just like fucking hates being in this loop, he just like shows up and just hunts Andy Sandberg's character down. <laughs> 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 just for, just fun. for fun. Like Andy Sandberg's character be like, you're a sick man. Stop killing me. <laughs> uh, so because when he kills him, the loop just starts again. But, but it's just so funny. Yeah. Like, he just hunts him every now and again when he wants to. Like, <laughs> but it's it's a good film. Oh, it's a comedy. But so has well, just like all good ha- comedies that like has good messages, deeper things underneath it. Um, and mm. actually, I think it's a Hulu film. It's not Amazon Prime. It's on Hulu, which most Irish people won't get to. But I'm sure many people. I'm not advocating this, but I'm sure if you want to find a film, you could easily find a film. There's, There's yeah, avenues. Wink, wink, don't So yeah, Palm Springs. That's my one. Uh, yeah. What you got? Nice. Um, this one. Who did this one? Oh, this was. This is an Amazon one. It was. Uh, it's the most recent one, I think. Borat Two. I don't know the actual full uh, long shit, title yeah. of it. Fuck, I forgot Borat about this two. one. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, man, I think they expanded on the first one pretty well. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Like, how can, uh, like, once again, a cultural icon of a movie, like, you go, yes, miss, and everyone yeah, fucking yeah. knows what you're talking about, the band candy. So, like, how does something that requires anim- anonymity um, recapture that sort of, like, yeah. element? But um, I think they did it really well, especially bringing in, like, his daughter aspect. And whoever played the daughter, holy shit. Like, she did she so matched, well. Um, what's his name? Like, uh, yeah, she matched them. Sasha. Oh, man. Yeah, like, the situation she got herself into and, like, how they were able to just to stay in character when there's just this so much messed up shit going around them that these people are just being lulled into this false sense of security. Do you, oh, how, it was many, great. how many it was great. characters in that do you think are actually actors? Because when he was doing the first one, like, there's got to be a couple. Nobody knew who he was, but everybody knows who fucking Bora is. Like, do you think that those two Americans in it, those two mm. hillbillies that he lives with are actors? They gotta be. They gotta be. You know, I feel like that was more for the narrative mm. aspect of it to keep it ticking over. Because there's, I mean, but having <laughs> been to America 
and seeing the backwaters. Anything is possible. Anything's to be possible, fair, quite like frankly. You wouldn't know. Like, like, like those. Then those are not the people that would watch a Borat movie. So there is a very strong chance that they could that could be genuine, but just the amount of cameras yeah. and stuff it raises that sort of like, mm, like if it was a hotel room. And they were able to put the hotels in, like the the last yeah. scene, which is which was uh, real, yeah. very real. What's Rudy Giuliani? Um, That's fucking yeah, crazy. yeah. Giuliani, yeah, yeah. Ah oh, man, that was just so uncomfortable. It was just like fuck. Um, but yeah, no, enjoy it. But like the the, the bell of the ball oh. thing, that southern thing they did, <laughs> that was deeply weird as well. That was fucking. Bora also not um, for the lighthearted. <laughs> no, another one, another another like His social commentary though is fucking amazing. Just, like he he walks the tightrope. I I mean a lot of people I know would say he doesn't walk the like he walks over the line, but he's I think he's so on point with his comedy. Um. And just with his social commentary, like anything he does, he's just, I don't, I've never watched anything where he's just like, where I'm like, no, I, maybe he's a dictator. Is that right? Yeah, but that and was Bruno that was as well, cool. I guess. Oh, no. Bruno was just a lot. <laughs> well, I do agree. It's a return to form from um, Ash Baron Cow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was um, a strong sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, my yeah. one was... My next one, I'll do this one. So, this one, like, I like the film, but it's more just for the experience that I threw it on the list. Um, and, you know, it's a big filmmaker, so Tenant. I'm going to throw Tenant in there. It's... The film itself, I was fucking lost, and... I would hold myself in a high regard. Like, I don't mean to like blow, uh, blow my ego up too much, but I usually understand what's going on in complicated films. Like, I try and pay attention. <laughs> um, this one, I fucking didn't have. Like, I understood it, but I didn't. Like, there's a certain point where they try and explain. So, a tenant's basically like a James Bond film, except they go back in time. I fucking how do you go back in time and how shit goes backwards i kind of got it but I but you couldn't explain it to could, someone you just definitely like, could not yeah i definitely could have someone like inception like i could i could explain how inception happens to somebody but i couldn't explain how time travel yeah. works in tenant um but the so the reason it's on the list is because it's just the sheer scope but i seen this in the cinema and the music the action scenes, um, it's an action film. Like That's how good the film is, the cinematography, the way it looks. It's that. It's a film that I fully know that I don't know what's going on, but I'm okay with that because I'm being purely entertained by Chris Nolan doing this fucking thing. Just the bright lights, the hands. Yeah, is it Hans Zimmer? Um, it works, yeah. What? It's got to be. Hans. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's it's that's there with the boys. They're the two that got away. It's like, oh man. I think you really would want like to see that. it. But I have heard you have to watch it once to try and understand what the fuck's going on. And you have to watch it a second time to enjoy it. 
to be like, oh, this is happening there. Because you don't find out, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't find out till you're yeah. like halfway through the movie yeah. the actual premise and how it works. Even you're just when thrown in the deep end initially. Like, what? Like, seriously, <laughs> you're like, I remember in the cinema, I was like, what? Like, if I was watching this at home, I would have rewinded it and watched that. Yeah, Pause, seriously. Get a bit of paper seriously. Out, start writing down. Um, <laughs> Like, it's one of those films where Chris Nolan tries to be smarter than he is, I think. Not, I'm sure he's a very intelligent man, but, like, I don't know. I think he gives the audience too much credit. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the scales of entertainment and being thought-provoking, I guess. Not thought-provoking, but, like, making you work yeah, for that entertainment. I, and if you have to work too hard, you're just like, nah. Yeah, but the reason it's on my list was because, despite all that, I was watching it being like, this fucking music, this scope is fucking sick. Like, the music that goes with the songs is like, you've seen a Chris Nolan movie. You know what I'm talking about. Boom, oh, yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> all right. It. Go on. Hit me up. It's your final film, Numero Uno. Numero Uno. Numero uno. And I've got this in <laughs> under a technicality because it was released in January yeah, he 2020 said to me this in Australia. Like, that was 2019. He's like, no, 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 no. In Australia, it was released in 2020. That's it. That's it. When it comes to movies, <laughs> we're like three months behind. Don't know why. We're technically <laughs> yeah, ahead in terms sense. of time. You're 16 hours ahead, ahead of me. Is, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> assholes. Anyway, it's uh, it's nineteen seventeen. That movie, oh, oh, it's just so so good. Like it's almost suspenseful. Like I was exhausted at the end of the movie because you're just tight. Like everything's like it's just next bit, next bit, next bit. It's such a small. Mm-hmm. small story like it's very like compact in terms of the story but like you and there's only really two main characters that you follow mm-hmm. through this whole journey um but it's just so intense that's it and the music and everything just ties in to build yeah. that intensity for you one shotting as um, well and then you can also go into yeah exactly like how it was shot how it's all one big long shot so there's no cutaways there's always like a character on screen for the entire however long it runs two hours or something which initially at the outset you're like how does it do that but they managed to do it without it yeah i mean it's kind of it's interesting because we literally talked about this and uh not last week's episode but the week before that with Mitya who did uh victoria which was actually filmed in a two and a half hour thing like they had two and a half hours and they had three tries and they just filmed it all the way through. It's amazing. Um, shout out to Victoria. I yeah, would sure know because I, I listened. I listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had yeah, involved, I mean, that you, he had a clearer fucking 10 second intro. So jokes on you, pal. Uh, <laughs> well, I'd you know, if you come on, come on in season two. If you come on I season two, you can upstairs. do nineteen seventy, and then we'll uh, you can try and beat him. Um, but oh, yeah, no, we talked about it because it's the same as Birdman. Like they make it seem how they do it through like editing and shit, but they don't actually do it. But 
it still looks really fucking cool. It does, it does. There's like a big crescendo yeah, the end scene really that cool. is just... Oh, the running scene, that's insane. Do you know that like when he tripped, that was actually legitimate? That was an extra he tripped over? Like they just clattered him and it was just like kept going and just the sound, especially like listening to it in a cinema. Yeah. This was oh, yeah, COVID. Was it was just, oh, just the sound. The I mean, you are also, Hartney is obsessed so with um, history, so that film's right up your alley. It's, yeah, that's it. I like, like one of the other ones that I was putting up there with it, which is very similar, is which was released this year on Apple TV, I was Greyhound. No, nothing about this. So tell me about it. So that one was done by Apple and that's done by Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg are massive World War II nuts. Their greatest ones being probably Saving Private Ryan, cinematic masterpiece, and Band of Brothers, which is also a great miniseries. But this one essentially follows, once again, like it's, it's the modern day war movie where it's not finishing the whole thing. It's not this big grand story. It's just focused on the individuals and their little roles okay. that they played in the bigger picture. And this one follows Tom Hanks character, which is a uh, commander of a destroyer um, uh, protecting a convoy ships to England from German submarines, U-boats. Um, oh, just the atmosphere of it because there's a period where they have no air cover and they're just being harassed by these German submarines because they're able to communicate to them. Oh, man, it is terrifying. Like, I could play the music now, which follows, like, every time the U-boat comes on screen, they've got this, it's like a sharp violin or like like a a real high-pitched, like, Sort of, yeah, yeah. It lends itself a lot to that horror sort of Alfred Hitchcock. (laughs) But like, oh man, like goosebumps up your spine when you hear it and it's just... Apple. uh, Apple. Apple. It was supposed to be released at at the cinemas, but... COVID happened, and so I think Apple bought the rights to release it on their sort of thing, their platform subscription. I uh, I refuse to answer that question. That's uh, that's no comment. <laughs> I was I I ascertained it under different <laughs> which will means. not be disclosed in this podcast. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I feel like Jeff Bezos and yeah, Apple have way too much money to as it is. So yeah, it is fair game. <laughs> you know, it's fair game. Um, would... But yeah, if I if I yeah if I could support the movie in another you would way, treat me. I would. Because it was sick, but it's very much similar to 1917, where it's like they've small brought it back down to the individual. It's the music, and they've built it up to be more of like a suspenseful okay. thriller than like your quintessential like war movies, where it's like good guys versus bad guys. It's more on the individual thriller aspect of it, which I think is just fucking fantastic. Um, and yeah, I think best movie this year for okay. in my you sold opinion, me on it. I'll um. It's on my list now. I have a fucking list. Do it. Like, you when you watch it and you'll hear the music okay. and you'll be like, this is All what right. he's talking about. I'll watch it now and it'll be fucking shy. 
And it's a true story. There you go. Uh, Which makes true stories always good. Must be a bet you that it's going to go for an Oscar contender. And um, so, my movie of the year coming off that is also a true story. Um, and it's a Netflix film. Surprise, surprise. The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Written and Oof. directed by Big. Aaron Sorkin, who is a fucking genius. Um, Aaron Sorkin has done, he's like, a, he done the West Wing was like his big thing that he did. Um, the Newsroom, yep. uh, Charlie Wilson's Wall, Moneyball, Do like the Social the Network. He sick. wrote The Social Network. Yeah, gotcha. like, All shit like that. He's like regarded as one of the best um, screenplay writers in the business. Uh, but he directed this as well. And my knowledge on this was was scarce, um, to be honest. But it's a fucking, it's a very relevant film. Um, do you know what it's about? It's like um, civil rights. Yeah, movement, so it's basically it? from. Um, it was like the it's, 80s? No, it's a no. It's the sixties, late sixties, and nineteen sixty-eight. Abby Hoff and Jerry Rubin. Um, Bobby Seals involved as well. Bobby Seal, who was like, I think one of the former leaders of the Black Panthers. But it's basically about, it was extremely relevant to this year is that when the Americans are like picking a president to go for, um, like, you know, the Democratic Party pick a person to go for and then the Republicans pick a person to go for. So like this year, for example, like it was like when Bernie Sanders was against Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and like they were all trying to get the Democratic national um, nomination. nomination. So basically this was during the time when somebody got the Democratic national com- um, nomination that the Democrats didn't want. They were like, no, fuck this guy. We don't want him to do it which was pretty similar to what happened this year. <laughs> Majority of people didn't want Joe <laughs> Biden. They wanted uh, a different guy. Yeah, it's sad, man. Sad, um, man. So basically what happened was they had a march um, and then the police like cracked down on them. Like it was a peaceful march and then the police fucking went crazy. And, and then your man Bobby Seale was got, they arrested him literally just because he was black. Um, so it literally, it has a lot of social commentary for today. Do you know what I mean? Like it leads into the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, police brutality, um, politics. It just shows like the same. That's exactly it, man. Like, and like it shows all these great people like Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, Tom Hayden, Rennie Davis, uh, David Dellinger. And they're just, they're just these people that they're all normal people. Well, apart from Abby Hoffman, he's fucking mad. Abby Hoffman, for anybody who doesn't know, he's, if you've seen Forrest Gump, when like Forrest Gump goes up on the stage and he's like the fellow with the big shaggy hair and the American flag t-shirt. That's um, Abby Hoffman. Oh, um, yeah. He's paid by Sasha Bar- Baron Cowan. I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his character. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking great but the acting in this um it's all about um sasha baron cowan and eddie raymond's redmond's character tom hayden they're basically want to go for the same thing but they're on different sides like 
Um, Sasha Barra Cowan's character is like kind of more the rebel. Eddie Raymond Redman is like the like we have to do it within the confines of like the law shit. But the film's brilliant. Uh, it's just fucking brilliant. It's so relevant today, and it's kind of also a depressing film in the fact that all the issues that they're fighting against are still so relevant in America today, like race, um, police brutality, corruption of politics, uh, all that shit. It's so relevant. And yeah, for me, 60 years on. it's clearly an Oscar contender from what I watched. It's such an Oscar film because it all really happened. Um, it has great acting. It's funny. It's funny. Like, it's like all great biopics are. It's a biopic, basically, you know, but it's a classic biopic. And um, it's fucked. It's really fucked. It is, it is, though. You watch it and you're just sitting there, you're being like, <laughs> it's like, man, that's exactly You just it. shake your head. You're just like, how? It's almost like how is this a happening? documentary of like what's happening now. You're literally watching, you're like, I can't believe that this was, um, this is set in uh, 1968. Was that 1968? Yeah, 1968. And you're just like, this could be set today. And it's the exact same fucking thing. You'd love exactly. it. Exactly, just change it. Yeah. Couple of topical things. It's Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. It's popped up on my um, suggested. That's yeah, another one. but that's my, uh, that's my pick, it. film of the year for me. And that's it, man. I think... It's funny because most of the films we picked and most of, obviously, everything was on streaming, but have you, for anybody who doesn't know, have you seen, like, what Warner Brothers are doing next year for, like, all the streaming movies? Oh, they, they're, they're Yeah, so they got HBO Max, but basically all the films that were, like, because we missed a rake of films that were supposed to come out this year, like Ghostbusters, Black Widow, um, Everything. Everything. The new James Bond. The new James Bond. This show, this episode would have been really different if... uh... Oh, fuck yeah. But, like, the question I'd ask is, given how successful these streaming platforms have been, like, is that going to carry on? I think it's... I'm kind of... Not that I'm scared, (laughs) you know, but I'm worried because as someone that's, like, involved in that business of trying to be I love the theatre like I love going to the cinema I love the whole fucking thing of it and HBO Max were basically like their whole thing there was like huge backlash um, from like the filmmakers and stuff is that Dune you know Dune the upcoming big thing yeah mm. King Kong versus Godzilla fucking lots of fucking up there big tentpole movies that are you would go and see in the cinema like big epics HBO, they're releasing it the same day on HBO Max as they are in the cinema. Um, what they didn't, the thing yeah, that's fucked is that they didn't tell the directors that they're doing this. Because, mm. like the the flip side would be like that it's more accessible and that the theater becomes more of event, more of like a. Yeah. A full experience. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're going to go there, you're going to pay a bit more, but you're going to get the big chair. You're going to have the big screen. Mm. You're going to have the big sound system and everything. And it sort of leans into it. Instead of having like a, like a 60-person theater, 
he's pushed down to like 20 people, but they're like, they're nice chairs. It's the full experience. So I could see a definitely going that way. Like even in Perth here, we've got all the new cinemas. They'll have about five or six actual cinemas with only about 20 chairs in it. And they'll have one or two ones that's like an old school aeroplane where it's just like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Like there's been that shift. It's more premium. You're paying for it more, but like you can order like alcoholic drinks and stuff. It's all like the experience is what you're paying for. I think that a a balance can be made. And I think we need to find that balance because you're going to get lots of films that would never make the cinema, they're just like, yeah, we'll just put that in a streaming service. Do you know what I mean? Like, they'll take more chances. That's it. I mean, like, all the ones we've said from, like, Netflix and stuff today, we're not saying that they're not good. Like, they're, they're great. Like, it's just well, old guard, added that sort of... More people have definitely seen that film because it was on Netflix. Like, people wouldn't have gone out to see that. Like, people would have seen the cinema. No, I wouldn't have either. I it's, wouldn't have gone out. It's to one see of those films, like, ah, it's no, whatever. But it's on Netflix, and you're just like, I'm not paying. I'm already paying for my Netflix subscription. Well, I'm not. But my girlfriend is. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I go. don't pay for it either. My house. So I don't know, man. It's um, it's an interesting future looking into next year. And um, do you have any shout outs for any shows that are films that? didn't quite make it into your list but maybe shows you haven't seen or shit like that well like I did speak about the ones that got away which is obviously Tenant Mm -hmm. and The Boys definitely definitely want to get around that um just trying to think no I mean I'm interested to see like obviously Marvel yeah Disney dropped all their stuff yeah. that they're going to be releasing next year be interesting to see how they go because they're transitioning away from those core yeah. main characters that they established over the last 10 years uh, they, they can't do anything wrong man they're going to make so, so much money <laughs> yeah I mean yeah there's no doubt it's like how do they keep like the older audience that has grown up with all those still That's awesome. we're that old audience I know, as is, there is. I was like, well, some of my favorite characters are gone. Like, sure, some <laughs> of the new ones are cool, but. Like, get you with that Spider Man movie, man. We're bringing back it's all the, the original and Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire in Spider Man 3. Uh, they were also talking about uh, Jake Johnson, <laughs> the character Twice, from it? New Girl. Because he, he, he voices so it in the Spider Verse. Yeah, they were like. Is there any chance that you might be done in the spider suit? It's like, maybe, maybe. So, it's my hope. Um, yeah, no, just, yeah. That's to really see how it all unfolds. I mean, I'm keen for a new Bond. I don't know. I got into the, like, when, ah, uh, fuck, what's her name? Billie Eilish released the soundtrack to it. I was like, fuck. You're a big Bond Sweet. fan, though. Let's well. go. Like, Bonds can... Yeah, like, I feel like at least the Daniel Craig one sort of found its way back to, like, mm, the place yeah. that I enjoy, opposed to, like, some of the earlier ones in his he's, Bond career. Yeah, he's a good Bond. I'm ready for a but, new... Um, I think I'm ready for a new James Bond. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm ready for a new actor. But I think mm, I think it's good. I think that, Yeah. 
Which would be interesting to see who they get because a lot of the character, like the actors that I thought were yeah. good, is now too old. They should go super young. They should just go young. Like I think they should go like maybe even what's his face Tom Who's the guy that plays Spider Man. I don't know if he. Nah, man. I, I don't, don't know if he has so. the gravitas think, for it. I think they're gonna go diverse with it. I think they're gonna like throw like somebody like. I mean, I always uh, like he is too old. Elba, but he's too old. He's a fucking now. great one. Um, the guy old. that was in Tenant would be good. Uh, I think he's Denzel Washington. Um, he's fucking sick. Mm. Uh, yeah, John David Washington. He would, I think he'd be fucking good. Do you know who? Do you know who? I mean, even fucking if you want to keep it John Boyega. When that's a fucking show, I'm telling you, he would fucking make a good bond. I think so. No, man, I think reckon? so. He's I don't know. like the Star Wars um, fucking trilogy fucked him. He is that guy has fucking chops. Because I, like, because the only other one that I know him from is Attack the Block. Break him, man. Is Attack the Block. If yeah. He'd be a fucking great Bond. I'd, I'd, uh, even if, I'd definitely pay to see that. People would go and see that, wouldn't you? Like, you'd be like, oh, I'd definitely go and see that. Yeah, I don't know. You'd, you'd hope it would be good. You hope it wouldn't be a fucking George Lazenby situation. <laughs> um, I guess some shout outs for me that didn't quite make it, and literally one that didn't quite make it because I haven't just gotten the chance to watch it, is Mank by David Fincher. Um, it's out on Netflix as well. Uh, it's about the guy, it's a boy, another bio about the guy that wrote Citizen Kane, one of the greatest films of all time. And Gary Oldman plays him. Um, I really want to watch it. Uh, I just didn't have time. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And then another shout out would be the film Freaky. I went to see that in the cinema recently before they all shut down. It's it's a horror comedy with Vince Vaughn, who uh, is a serial killer and switches bodies with a teenage girl. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. It's <laughs> You should watch. Anybody who's like finishing up the podcast here and you want a good chuckle, go on. I'm type in watch the YouTube I'd watch the trailer because man it's so fucking Freaky. funny like Vince Vaughn pretending to be a teenage girl it's fucking all I want it's so funny which one's better Vince oh, Vaughn or Jack Black fucking trying man. to play a teenage oh, girl teenage, they both teenage girl really Vince well. Vaughn Vince Vaughn's better like Vince I don't Vaughn? know I love Jack Black because Jack um, Black was Vince good Vaughn just fucking kills it man it's so funny it's so fucking funny. like because he's just such a big guy like he's six foot twelve or something. <laughs> um, yeah, it's But yeah, I think that's that's everything, man. Fuck. Um, what a crazy year it's been, huh? It's a wrap. Will you be coming that's on it. for um, season two, Harley? Because this is the end of season one. I don't know. I don't know. Depends if those texts that I sent you <laughs> get leaked. <laughs> may not no, be allowed okay. it was on. a nice little personal joke from me in Hartley's history that he couldn't say online so uh, it'll be alright I won't I'm gonna keep them though like, you know I'll leave them out if you ever fuck with me <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it yeah the time was midnight 2nd <laughs> of June. oh shit 2nd January for you now fuck Ah, uh, yep, yeah, it's right. ticked over 16 minutes ago, so... I kept you up, good. 20, 21 is now old news. Yeah, it's old news. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to be taking a break now for uh, two weeks, 
and then we're going to be coming back for season two. I have a whole list of new people. There's people that were supposed to be on season one and I just didn't get to. <laughs> so I still have a whole brand new list. I'm really fucking excited. And I just want to say thanks to everybody that fucking listened. And I don't know, this podcast started off because of COVID in 2020. And there was lots of people, including Hartley, that was like, fuck, I haven't talked to in ages. And I want an excuse to chat to these people. And I like films. And that's how it started. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. I don't think I've done that yet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for just listening to me talk about films and talk shy. And uh, have fools like Hartley Eckers on. He likes to talk shy. <laughs> man, I'm just... Man, I just bite my tongue. Films. Films. What? How would you call them? Movies, you fucking American, yeah. It's just... Movies. Yeah, I'm just, yeah films. That's what they're called. Films. Oh, yes. Take the fucking Man, silver spoon out of your ass. If you were in Jesus Ireland and Christ. you said movies, people would be like, anyway. what? It's a film. They understand. No, they're like, oh, it's a movie. Yeah, that's just it's your your culture moves. being uh, taken over by Americans. You're so American, man. <laughs> also, <laughs> movie Friday right, doesn't help to say rig. Ah, all you film wanted Friday, it for man. was the alliteration. No, I'd always say I've got to see a film. But and anyway, uh, yeah, film Friday was created because of Corona for uh, connections. I was trying to make a fucking nice moment there and you fucking ruined it. <laughs> glad. I'm glad. Hartley Ackers, a.k.a. 2020. <laughs> ruining everything. That's it. That's um, but it. yeah, we'll see you again in two That's weeks. It. I haven't decided who's going to be first, but we'll do it. Season two, it's coming at you. We will have Hartley back on. Don't worry, kids. He's coming back. Unless he <laughs> I'm worried quite frankly um, thanks for listening if you've gotten this far head on over to Instagram give us a like share us share us everywhere have yeah if you've made it this far yeah fucking I do mean if you have made honestly. it this far like you might as well <laughs> you, oh, you know what if you've made it this far and you don't go on to Instagram and like it or tell at least one mate about it fuck you <laughs> <laughs> You're a real twisted <laughs> no, no, no. Puppy. You do what you want. Just keep on listening. Um, yes. So for the first time no. for 2021, um, thanks for listening. Hartley, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. And we'll see y'all in season two. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.